We're back with more questions. Let's go! Welcome back to another episode of NGL. We're back with You Ask, We Answer. And today we've got more questions from you guys and we're really excited to well, dive right in. Yes. So, Zell, if you're ready. I'm ready. You can pick the first question. Okay. Oh, I love this question. I'm 33 years old, but I'm still struggling to find a girlfriend. Is it hopeless? And am I going to remain single forever? I just want to say that I was 33 years old and single, and I found the love of my life. <laughs> there is hope. But I believe that even when you are 50 years old, you can still find the love of your life. It's true. Yeah, so it's true. like, it's not hopeless. Don't worry. Why don't you share a bit more of like, your experience or so? Uh, okay, la, it's not hopeless, but confirm sometimes it's difficult, sad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think for this question, like, I mean, there were a few times where I would think like, oh, is it like maybe not my season? So maybe I lose hope for that season. Uh. So I just wait you for... You kept believing though? I actually put it away. Okay, so okay. I, I think maybe it helped a little bit because uh, uh, I think when I was uh, between 31 to 32 years old, I think a lot of my uh, well-meaning friends and even, um, yeah, like... Uh, my parents also were asking me about this area, but mm. thankfully they weren't too pushy. I think mm. they were just asking, you know, yeah, like, yeah. oh, have I considered blah, blah, blah. So um, I think I had a lot of fun in my 20s. Uh, I was like pursuing like my hobbies. Um, I was, uh, you know, uh, figuring out things in the workplace and also I didn't really give relationship much of a thought. But I think like when I was 30, 31, that two mm. years, right, um, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should think about it. And um. I did put myself out there in a sense, like uh, some of my friends, um, you know, introduced me to um, someone that they knew. Yeah. Uh, they say, oh, you know, he's a good catch, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, oh, okay, law, just try. Yeah, and like sometimes, you know, I've had my fair share of being ghosted. Um, <gasps> I've had like, I, I met a lot of people. Because you think. were on dating apps, is it? Yeah, so oh, um, okay. at first uh, I was like, oh, I, I do the old school way, you know, like um, go through Word friends' recommendation. Uh. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that didn't really, there was no like spark and um, I think the conversations also didn't continue after the first meetup. Mm. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. Then I took a break. And then after that, um, my friend, uh, uh, she started uh, uh, on dating apps. And then like I was asking her, oh, how does it work? Uh, that kind. Then she, I think she got tired of explaining to me. Because like, <laughs> yeah. Then she was like, oh, yeah, let me just help you create an account. So like, bam. <laughs> so that's how you got started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I met like close to... I met a lot of guys. I think like got like 15 guys. Wow. Because okay, I felt that like um being like talking on text is a bit different from meeting in person. It's true. It's true. So I didn't mind giving like every person I like connected with and feel like okay, la, you know, um feels Can okay to la. text. Yeah, talk mm. on text, a uh, chance to meet in real life. Mm. Yeah, but I must say it was I wasn't hopeless, but I was very tired. <laughs> That's what my friends tell me though about mm. their journey on dating apps. Yeah, so um, but I think it was very rewarding because mm. going to meet people helped me to also be clear of what I what I like and what I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. And it also like also surprised me at things I didn't know that I would like, oh, actually were important. Mm. Yeah. So um I would say that uh I mean there were times where I felt like, oh, um, you know, I feel a bit tired or maybe this thing is getting too much, you know, into um, uh, uh, me feeling like, oh, um, 
just maybe a little bit unsure about myself. So I think during those times, like when I catch it like that, right? When I catch myself feeling like that, then um, I would take a break. Oh. Yeah, I would mm. like disable the app. Then um, hang out with my friends who, you know, really know me, uh, who won't ask me like, oh, what do you do uh, as a job? <laughs> like, you oh. know, those kind of stuff. Yeah, and just be like real again. And um, when I'm ready again, then just go on it again. No? Yeah, so um, I would say that... Um, I think first and foremost, right, don't let age be like the measure mm. of, you know, success or, you know, when is the right time to get into a relationship. It mm. doesn't have to do with age as much as it is knowing who you are. Yeah, because when you know who you are, um, it will be tied to what is important to you and then you will then know what you are looking for in a partner and to hold out on that. Yeah, to not like, to, to, hold, to hold out on what is important to you mm. because, I mean, um, if you're there for a long, like, yeah, like a lifelong committed relationship, right? Then all these things will matter. It's true lah, yeah. Yeah, and then like, um, yeah, I think like in that process, you don't just like find the right one, but you also become, you know, a better person. You become the right one for your partner, whoever he or she may be mm. in the future also. So yeah, I think like it's definitely not hopeless. Yeah, but it is a time where you can discover a lot about yourself. Uh, but I would say that you must make it a priority. Like you must make Like continue time. to put yourself out there. Yes, take breaks if you need to, but know that it's not going to drop from the sky. La. You know, mm. you, you, you have to continue to try. But yeah, like it's not hopeless. Yeah, you can find love at any age. Mm. I yeah. think this is quite similar to some of the stuff that was brought up in our episode on singleness because like two of mm. our guests Jonk and Isaac they were also in their, yes. they are also in yeah, their, their 30s, 30s right yeah so I think some of the things that you're feeling probably Jonk and Isaac also talked about and, yes, and shared in the experience la. Mm. yeah so you can head over there if you haven't checked out that episode and you might find some resonance so with it as well yep yep okay let's go to the next question alright what do you think about cohabiting with your partner cohabiting mm -hmm. living together mm. I'm assuming before wow. marriage la, right because after marriage we probably will live together <laughs> yeah I think so too wow okay it's such an interesting question I was in fact I was having a conversation with a friend about this like just last week mm. so um, I can see the benefits of living together with your partner yeah, especially yeah. if it's a, in a, it's a serious I will assume that it's a serious relationship probably like, if not it's called roommates la, right <laughs> Oh my god, I won't even want to share a room with like another person that I like don't really like. Okay, so um yeah, and and I okay, I, I would assume that it is a serious uh committed relationship and yeah, perhaps yeah. you know you are trying to see whether um you know you can actually live with this mm. person, right? So that you can actually marry this person and yep. be forever roommates. Yeah, because um after marriage, um very hard to shift out and change roommate, lah, okay? So indeed. Yeah, so um and yeah, so I, I do see the benefits of uh, cohabitating, the practical benefits, which is, you know, you get to um, um, experience firsthand um, the differences in living habits and maybe you have a bit more time, you know, to uh, work out these differences uh, before marriage instead of going into like moving in and then get a root shock like, oh my God, mm. my, my partner uh, snores every night or my partner takes up the one like two thirds of Always the steal bed your blanket. and steal your blanket. My uh partner uh uh hang the toilet roll. Well, I tell you the toilet roll right, whether it's like touching the wall or like <laughs> outside the wall. I know a lot of like 
couples like will bicker about that mar- in, in marriage it's as true well. actually you fight about the stupidest things but they matter right. and then they really really they matter. really matter right yeah. and and like yeah so I do see like why um a lot of couples would consider mm. like cohabiting so that um when it goes in marriage it's, it's easier maybe it does give them some sort of assurance like if you really can't leave this person maybe it I don't know, maybe for some people, it's a deal breaker. Mm. For me, right, um, it, it's not so much of a deal breaker as um, being pure before marriage. So let me explain a little bit. Mm. One of the things that I value and I prioritize when it comes to um, relationship, right, is um, that to have sex only in the context of marriage with my partner. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, and and I think that is something that uh I see the benefits of as well. And that is something that I think it's worth um like keeping uh, till mm. you know on the marriage bed itself. Mm. So uh and because of that, my approach and I guess my response to like would I what do I think about cohabiting with my partner, right? Is that uh when you stay in the same place, you sleep uh, on the same bed, or actually you don't even need to stay on the same bed, you once you're in the same house. Um, it's something that will open up, you know, the the gates of like, wow, do I, you know, need to like continue to, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, like imagine, you know, every day 24-7, right? I need to like uh, constantly fight to keep within this boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you live together and like you love each other, then like it's somehow you... La, that you want to Yeah, then your hormones raging, all this like, <laughs> then you stress from work, then you show, like, you know, these kind of things like, in short, right, I cannot cohabit it because I can be very horny and I... <laughs> I have no self-control. Okay, maybe my partner have, right? But if I don't have, right, then I also put him in a compromising position, right? So things can just like, you know, go from zero to hundred very fast. And do I really want to, um, you know, every day, um, you know, think about like, oh, how do I still continue to um, keep to this value that I hold? Mm. Yeah, and um, I don't think it's uh, worth that struggle. And I would say... Um, you know, next time, like when we do get married and like we do have living differences, I rather risk us um quarreling and working out, you know, the the lifestyle habits in mm. marriage than risk crossing a boundary that I don't want to cross mm. before marriage and living with that consequence. Mm. Yeah, I think the consequence is not worth it. Lah. Mm. Yeah. And by consequence you mean that that feeling of not having kept to some of the values that you hold very dearly, lah. Yeah, I think for me, like, I'm someone that, I guess, like, I would want to live a life where um, I stay true to myself, like, what mm. I believe in. I don't just want to do things that just cause, like, everyone says it's okay. Mm. Like, but I would want to ask myself, is this really right by me? Mm. Yeah, and right for my partner, right by mm. my partner as well. And I think something that, like, we both talked about, yeah. yeah, uh, at length also. And this is something that we both agree with. I think mm. it's important that you and your partner like um really talk about this and be on the same page because I cannot imagine how it will look like when one like is like all for cohabiting and one is not Mm-mm. yeah so yeah uh, I think at the end of the day this really is a question about values and boundaries la, more than just like the practical or cannot or what. Also, yeah. yeah and and in many ways I think we do order our lives around our values and boundaries and it is not just this issue you know when we talk about issue like that it can get very touchy because people attach a lot of like moral connotations mm. to it right but I, I see it as actually a, a question about boundaries and values for example yeah. right if I do value um certain maybe like getting a certain amount of sleep 
every single day so that I can be healthy and I can be alert for work. Right? Actually, I would reorder my life around that just because mm-hmm. it is important to me. There will be certain boundaries I place in the way I spend my time at night or yeah. who I give my time to so that I'm able to live within the boundaries of what matters to me. And I think this in in... Another way is a form of doing that as well. That when yeah. you decide what is important to you and what are some values you hold on to, that forms we for just, you a boundary for how you live your life. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. we just um, make our decisions based yeah. on like these boundaries and values that we want to keep. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Great answers, El. Okay, let's go to our next question. My turn to pick? Yes, I think so. This question, this person asks... What do I do when I feel like I don't have control over my life? For example, the problems that occur and I cannot do anything other than to deal with it. Wow. Have you ever felt this way? Like being um, faced with a situation that you just you just don't know what to do next. Yeah, oh. I, I think that is a human experience. I think if there is anyone who feels like they are completely in control over everything in their life. I don't know, man. I find that to be quite hard to believe. And impossible. <laughs> that person's in denial. They're just oh, not really? like caring about certain parts. You are, I don't know, very, very stressed uh, from holding so much control over so many areas. But there are so many things. Like, there are so many things that you can feel like you don't have control over. Like, from small things like I guess the... Okay, this is not a small thing, but things like the economy and how it will affect your livelihood to mm. things like illnesses that can hit you and your family members. Yeah. Or even like just people problems, like conflicts among yeah. people. Like you have no real guarantee over what another person is thinking and whether you would have to bear the brunt of it or face backlash, right? So I think in many ways, there are many things in life la, that we cannot control. Mm. Um, I guess my answer to this would be number one, Accept that we really cannot control everything. I think it does, um, it does not make the the issue easier to handle. Mm. I feel, but it relieves the stress of like, Having... well, I need to know what to do and be in control over everything. Um, and it's very funny because like in we talked about enneagram previously, right, in the episode. And I'm a type eight, and apparently the core fear of a type eight, right, is being controlled. Ooh. Like so, being out of control, right, is very very like destabilizing. Very destabilizing for type eight. It's like your biggest fear. So actually, when I first read, I was like, really, man? Then I go and like really scrutinize <laughs> my life, right? And I I don't think I am like motivated by the need to have control. But I think in many things, in many things, mm. I'm rarely like out of control. Right. Yeah. So I, I do have so a you sense do, of like, like you plan, you, you I plan. set like I'm a planner. <laughs> I have no shame about it. I, I plan my life. You have like, like 10 black backup plans. Do you know I once had this conversation with, with my husband, right? Back then we were not married yet. Then we took a bus home and then we passed by his primary school, which was like in a different neighborhood from where we were going to live, right? And then I said this to him. I was like, oh, do you think that like maybe like uh we need to time when our kid like going to turn seven years old, right? Then we move to this neighborhood so that it can get into this primary school. So then I'm he pro- like, excuse me, we haven't even got married. <laughs> like, <laughs> Seven years time. That's who I am. Wow. Like, I have like. Can you plan my life? I think you can plan my life. No, but I do want. I don't want to impose my. <laughs> but really, I have like a five year plan, a ten year plan. Like I don't hold very tightly to it, but mm-hmm. I always have a plan. You know, right. and then my plans have plans. It's like you open the drawer, right? Inside got three more drawers. Oh so gosh, then you open the drawer. Inside got like compartments and ziplock bags. So that is the kind of person I am. Like. So I, I totally understand the... Hmm, the need to... 
or the, yeah, maybe or the, the, the uncertainty the... that comes with not yes. having control. I think there were many times in my life where I have felt that um, from as simple as when I had a certain, because I like to think about the future, right? I had a certain like idea of what life was going to be post A-levels, mm. right? And my results came back and it wasn't what I expected. And that picture just poof, kind Your of whole like world crashed. crashed it. I, I wouldn't say it was my whole world, but it was a uh, maybe future that I had painted for myself. Okay. And then now I had to kind of refigure out like, mm. where do I go? That was maybe like a smaller thing now that I'm a lot older, right? But, so for you, like I know for some people, it's exciting. It's like, wow. Huh? What is exciting more- about being out of control? No, like <laughs> there are new possibilities to explore. Uncharted territories. Okay, yeah, I'm a bit like that. But oh. that is different from... Oh, okay. okay, so me like... Like me having a plan, right? I am still open one. I'm still open to things like turning out differently. But... Okay, for example, like, like what I was going to say, right? Like a smaller thing is the A-level thing. Yeah. A bigger thing was like when when a family member, right? Like had cancer. Oh, Like yeah. I think when I received that news, right? I was mm. in uni. I remember like... I was just staying in school to do my work, right? And then I received a, no a text, right? Yeah. That, that hey, um, the results came back and it's confirmed to be cancer. I really felt my world crash, right? Mm. Because there is no way in the world that you would be prepared for a scenario like that. Or you can, but being prepared for a scenario like that does not take away the fact that your world feels like it's crashing in that moment. And so I think there are, there are many of such moments in life. I think if we are going to try and curate our life so that we can avoid being caught by surprise, yeah. you're going to live a very stressful life because there are, there are just too many variables, I feel, to take care of, right? Think, yeah, your mind will explode. It will explode. And I just think, think you will really all. be very, very, very stressed la, if you keep trying to control everything. But I think just having to feel like you need to consider every scenario in life and have a backup plan for that, that process in and of itself takes up a lot of brain space and ah, it takes okay. up a lot of emotional energy, um... You know, so I, I feel then the converse, right, actually is to accept that things might happen. But it's not true la, that the problems that occur, we cannot do with anything. We cannot do anything other than to deal with it. Because by dealing with it, you're doing something. Yeah. I feel, yeah. And, and that's where there is agency, right? Because while you cannot control the circumstances that happen to you, I think you can decide how you want to respond to it. You do have that autonomy to decide, am I going to be crushed by this thing? Am I going to get back up what are some things that matter to me such that regardless of whatever happens in my life these are values that I would hold on to Mm. this is who I am that is undetermined and unshaken by the circumstances that happen around me so I I think while it is true that you cannot control what happens to you it's not true that you can't do anything about it because just by deciding how you would respond that is already a form of having Mm. that sense of agency right well that's that's actually, I think like having that kind of clarity helps. I, I was just thinking that um, maybe what would give us, um, you know, just like that sense of what to do next. Actually, that perhaps is what we need um, when, uh, let's say, our, like a situation happens that makes it feel like our whole world is like, you know. Yeah, yeah, or like we just don't know what to do next. But mm. I think maybe it's just focusing on what is that next small step that you mm. can do. And even though like, maybe I don't know, the, the connotation of just deal with it may seem like, oh, I'm just resigning. Very unfeeling. I'm also. just giving in to the, the situation or, yeah. you know, but actually it's not. You're actually taking, you are like sort of taking like ownership. taking ownership. Yep. Yeah. Of like, of, of whatever life brings mm. at you. 
And I think that is actually something very, very strong. Mm. Also, it, it displays a kind of strength, a kind of inner strength that, that we have. Mm. Yeah. So even if like, the you know, you feel like, oh, you are being tossed about by the waves. But actually, if um, on the inside, you, you, you kind of still hang on to like what you said, you know, what is important what you value and that guides you on the next step, then actually I think that is good enough. Mm. I think one other thing I learned also is actually the importance of community. Because like, I think a large part of life can be quite uncertain and and you never really know what is going to happen, right? I think to take on that load by yourself is really quite overwhelming, lah, honestly. Mm. Um, smaller things maybe you still can handle, but I think when it comes to things like, like you getting cancer or a close family member getting cancer, these are kind of things that really just crush people even the strongest so person I think that on. moment when you hear the diagnosis for the first time it really really will overwhelm you even if just for the first few minutes you know mm. and I think generally in our life it's helpful to have people whom we can lean on it is safe to assume that all of us will probably go through moments in life where we are weak no matter how strong you are on an average day, right? And I say this as somebody who is quite independent and self-sufficient, that I know that there are days where I am weak and I can choose to not lean on anybody. I can choose to deal with it myself, but it makes it lighter and easier mm. when I'm able to lean on people and yeah. allow them to support me in that way. I think, for one, emotionally, but also very practically, right? There, there are so many things that can happen to you in life, you know? Like, I think from... Like just recently, one of my friends actually got into a car accident. Thankfully, mm -hmm. it wasn't a very major one. But in that moment, like while she was very shaken, I think I was very thankful that she immediately knew of some people whom she could text to say that, hey, mm. this thing just happened to me and then we could show that care and concern for her, right? But yeah. I imagine if in that moment, actually, you have nobody to lean on and you have to deal with something like that. Actually, it's very like, it's very lonely and isolating. And mm. life just feels very like, oh my gosh, when something comes my way, like, it's all on me mm. to deal with it. So, I guess like in a fair weather situation when nothing bad is particularly happening, this might be a good reminder also la, to continue to like invest into our friendships and relationships, right? When people mm. are going through things, we be there for them. Yeah. And in the same way, when we go through, go through things, then these friends and these people can also lend that support to us. And that's together, true. we go through the uncertainty of life. Oh? Yeah. But at least there's added We don't deal strength. with it alone. Yeah. We, deal with, we deal with it in community yeah. together. Yeah, yep. so that's something that I think I appreciate a lot la, about the friends I have. Um, yeah, Lord, and also like leaning on like God for, for that strength in times where I cannot understand and I do not know what is happening. I think I have mm -hmm. learned to accept as somebody who has a very high need for control in my life that I don't know and really sincerely only God knows my future and what is happening in my life, right? And yeah. so what I can do is to find peace in that and to learn to rest my heart and rest my mind in the fact that God is in control. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Wow. Uh, so to whoever who asked this question, um, yeah, you are not alone and um and yeah, and this too shall pass. Mm. Yeah, it might feel like, you know, everything is just sucky and out of control at that moment. But um yeah, when you do find like your people, your community and um, just know what is the next step to take. Yeah, like, you will get out of it. Mm. Yeah, so don't just, it's not just a, oh, suck it up, deal with it kind of mentality. But yeah, like, to take that ownership 
And with that, we've come to the end of our episode for today. We hope you guys have enjoyed this. I know Zell and I had so much fun yes. answering your questions. <laughs> you guys give really, really good questions. Keep them coming. Yeah, so if you have any more, right, just feel free to drop them in our DM or head to our telly channel to join in the conversations and we would love to answer more questions in a future episode. And so with that, we've come to the end of our episode for today. If you like this content, you can like this video, you can share it with anybody who would like it as well and you can subscribe to our channel. You can find our content on YouTube, Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. And you can find our social media accounts on Instagram at TikTok at ngl.people and join our Telegram channel to join in conversations in between episodes. And so with that, we will see you again in our next episode. Bye! Bye! Bye.